Hello everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of Five Steps Ahead. I'm Devika speaking to you from the Steel City, Hamilton, Ontario, and today too we are joined by Shruti in the US. Welcome back Shruti. Thank you Devika and a big hello to all our listeners. Last week we discussed the benefits of networking and our personal experiences when we first started to network. And we also touched upon topics such as informational interviewing and the elevator pitch. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners would relate to our stories. That's true. We have received a lot of positive feedback from our listeners. Some of them even told me that it took them back to their first time at a networking event. Over the past few months of networking, along with reaping its benefits, I have been wondering how this whole thing came about. You know, I have been pondering over the same question. How did professional networking become such a trend? I think that community initiative is a very strong driving force in the west. Of course, it is a significant trait of any group of humans, not just limited to some people. However, it is more organized and purposeful in the developed world. Perhaps also owing to the advances in their technology. Well, networking has always existed in the past with people gathering together through advocacy groups, interest groups or even for community support for education, environment, health and common well-being. We come across support groups for a number of illnesses in which patients with a particular disease condition get together to talk about each other's difficulties, the availability of medical care or research progress pertaining to the disease. For instance, I have recently become a part of the FSH Society, a non-profit organization striving to spread awareness of a type of muscular dystrophy called fasciocapulohumeral dystrophy or FSHD in short. In addition to supporting research to understand the disease better, they also organize patient network meetings wherein they arrange for researchers to meet with patients and talk about the latest advances in the medical field that could benefit them. These activities not only raise awareness among the individuals in the group but also foster healthy relationships among them with the reassurance that they are not alone. The Toastmasters would be another great example. They began as a small speaking club to help the group hone their public speaking skills, but they soon became very popular. The key to their success was that their concept encouraged learning in a social environment, and nowadays we find Toastmasters clubs all over the world. I think that these originate from the social nature of humans and our inherent need to reach out to our community for developing and better equipping ourselves. Another big example of this would include all the social media websites such as Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. Exactly. The immense popularity of these virtual communities signifies how important networking is for us. Of course, nothing beats a face-to-face meeting. But today with the integration of technology and social media, bringing together a group of people sharing similar values and thoughts has never been easier. So What does this mean for students? I think students should also incorporate networking in their job search. There are several differences between the job market of today and yesterday. For example, recruiters are more often looking for candidates online through LinkedIn, networking or mentoring apps. So, having an online presence is critical. Also, a lot of candidates are applying for the same job and on average Hiring managers take anywhere from 30 seconds to less than a minute to scan through a resume. Really? That sounds long. 
I have heard people say that it is only six seconds. All the more reason to get out there and meet new people. Networking and having referrals takes more priority. The interviewing style is also changing nowadays. Location is of no issue and you can Skype in and for a few companies, video profiles and case studies are becoming the norm to select candidates. And this is just the view from one direction. If you take it from the perspective of a candidate, people who are interviewing for jobs are now more focused on working towards a particular career path. They are also creating a personal brand for themselves. For example, a few of my friends have designed their own personal websites. I have to say they are pretty fun to look at and they stand out. Students at the very least need to know that the job searching trend is changing. It's better to start early. I have been told that the average gap between finishing school and finding a job is 3 to 6 months. Especially if you have not done your homework before. They do need to do their homework. But they're not really taught how to in school. Students have to make the effort to learn to network and be more open and outgoing. It's easier said than done, as would be evident from my stories in our previous episode. But the benefits of trying to network can be huge for them. Students can use conferences, cultural symposia and other fairs as opportunities to meet new people and make connections. They can become part of study groups or book clubs to network too. I also think it's important for students to start early, more specifically from 11th to 12th grade. It's never too early to ask questions and start speaking to your peers. One of the best examples a friend told me was campus visits. Parents and children usually want to learn about the university before they join. So why not talk to as many people as possible and learn the pros and cons of the discipline one plans to venture into? At the very least, one can know what they don't like. The process of elimination is also equally important in making career decisions. Huh. I eliminated engineering from my career choices very early on. I was clear about that. But I was in a dilemma to choose between microbiology and biochemistry. I then just went with microbiology without much thought. I did not talk to anyone to weigh my options. In India, where most of my growing up years were spent, we did not pay much attention to networking. I don't think we saw the importance of it. But you know what? The trend is changing. Students are reaching out to seniors and alumni to talk about careers. The only thing missing is the formal gathering of people like in a networking event. Now, these events may not seem so relevant in India today when there aren't that many employment opportunities. In our own experience, we didn't find as many life science positions after our bachelors as there are today. And things are going to be even better tomorrow. With so many startup companies coming up every day, I'm sure that more and more jobs will open to students and job seekers. With the increase in opportunities in the relevant fields, networking will become a valuable tool for job search. So, Devika, in the event that networking becomes a popular tool in India, what do you think would be the pros and cons of it? Well, there are a lot of resources available for job searches in India. The trick is to figure out how to use them early on. The biggest advantage of networking that I see is the wider reach of available opportunities. Some universities, for instance, 
have well-established resources such as career counselor and placement cells. They bring in different companies and students can get to talk to their peers and find people whom they can relate with. If networking becomes a popular tool, more people could be made aware of opportunities available. In addition, there are several web-based career planning tools available for students and professionals to explore their options. But the big question here is, are people aware of all the resources available to them and how to utilize them? I feel that that's where networking can play a huge part. You not only exchange all this information, but also learn from others' experiences. In the digital age, things keep changing at a faster pace. And if we don't keep up, we are left behind. Take, for instance, LinkedIn. How many of us care to keep it updated? True. LinkedIn is one of the most powerful tools available for professional development out there today. And that's why we are going to talk about it in the coming episodes. So listeners, stay tuned for the next one on August 7th. Are you interested in more resources for career development? Check out www.careersinfinite.com for our podcast, Five Steps Ahead, and our career reviews blog. If you like this episode, please rate it and subscribe to Five Steps Ahead in iTunes or your favorite podcast app. We'd love to hear back from you. Share your questions or comments with us at www.careersinfinite.com. Thank you all for listening.